0: FM to get started. Hey, everybody, on this episode of the GH Report, Julian is gaslighting, Brad is sweating, Ava is committing herself, and we've got a whole new Nicholas on to tell you about. We're going to break it down next.
1: I'm Maria Menino, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let
0: the buzz. oh I'm Andy. In- Back from the dead, wearing a tux, I'm Nicholas Kassadine. How do you do? <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the GH Report, right here on Apple Buzz TV, bringing on all the shenanigans that happen in their report trials. <laughs>
1: I am Frank Bryant. I'm Carla Renata. That was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I have come back from the dead wearing a tux. That was pure comedy right there. That's he, oh that's my what God, what that was funny. Just rocking that tux. <laughs> uh, Kelly Public Cover calling you out. She said, ooh, we'll take two.
0: <laughs> whoopsies. Yeah. Somebody, Girl, somebody. It happens, it's live. What, that's what can true. We, what can you do? I, I just had a, a just. I just jumped away. He just
1: had like a major brain fart. Is what happened, that but it's right all it, good.
0: But you know what? Now we're here. We're all enjoying the remnants of that smelly <laughs> mistake I did, and we'll push through it to deliver you the quality show that you deserve. <laughs> So, as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and the chat is up and running, which means you are already in it, and you're sharing all these great thoughts.
1: Yes, Joe Costanza, Arena Sheen, I already called out my girl, Kelly, Mary, DT Durr, Annie Gowan, Lisa Wagner, Susan Russo, Sonia Coleman, and dun dun dun, 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 dun. Z- Zay, ZK, Marlon Wallace, welcome, welcome, and Loretta Johnson. Hey, y'all, welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Look
0: at that. So folks, we'll be breaking down everything that's happened this week. Uh, but before we get in-depth on everything, uh, Carla, what did you think of this week overall?
1: You know, I'm kind of glad that they didn't spend the whole week with reactions to the, the verdict with uh, Franco Drew, Dranko, whatever you want to call him. I'm like, I'm glad they just got right into that you know, got into it and left it real quick. (laughs) I'm glad that they didn't drag that out. I was very happy about that, but I did love that. They brought Nicholas back. I did love the, that Nina had another moment, but I'm about tired of her popping off. Um, and I kind of love the whole... Ho- I love the Halloween costumes. They had some cute little Halloween costumes. Yeah, but then it's also...
0: You, you just smell the, the Disney-ness of, of it all. Like
1: Really? Oh, yeah. so oh Toy Story. Toy Story, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Oh, I didn't even look at it like that. I was like, oh, that's cute. Uh,
0: uh, Mr. Incredible. Uh, uh, Cruella de
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, now that you bring it up. Yeah, okay. Like- I can see it now. But at first, I was like, oh, that's that's cute. That's cute to the, how they did that and how they did that, and, <laughs> and then I liked how um, Laura was like, was she supposed to be Queen Elizabeth? Who I, was she supposed to be? I, I guess. Maybe. I think if she was Queen Elizabeth. I liked her costume. I was not having. Who was Curtis and um, uh, uh, Jordan supposed to be? Well,
0: he was Sherlock Holmes.
1: I mean, I, I know, but like to get like, who was she supposed to be? Was she supposed to be from Aladdin or something?
0: Like, like princess Jasmine? I don't think so. Um,
1: I could not. F- I'm like some, I could figure out who everybody was, but her. I'm like, who is she supposed to be? Do y'all know who she was supposed to be? Let a sister know. Inquiring <laughs> minds want to know because I was like, what is happening? Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: it's you know, Halloween is always cool, I guess, because you can see. Well, given you know Disney, you know corporate overlords stuff aside, what the kind of costumes kind of reflect the characters?
1: Well, Cruella Deville, obviously, with Ava, like yes. she totally is that.
0: Um I, mean, I can see Mr. Incredible for Jax.
1: And I can totally see Captain Marvel for Sasha because what she did was kind of heroic. Um, Cleopatra and uh, Mark Antony was perfect for Nina and Valentine because they're kind of like they have that love-hate relationship, that toxic kind of love relationship. Yeah. So that was kind of on point. Um, I don't know if I
0: like it surprised me though that uh, Chase goes as Buzz Lightyear
1: right like I don't know why he didn't
0: go as I mean because I guess in the the Toy Story cartoons uh, Jesse and Buzz are kind of in, a, in right. a sort of relationship. Right. But as a, as a, you know, I thought it'd be better as, as Woody. Because right. he's more the upstanding guy. Not like, kind of like the kinda I kinda like doofus. I kind of like,
1: but, but he is a doofus, which is why he was in that costume. You think he's a doofus? Yes. He really? is Keystone cop all day long. Come on now. Oh, I don't he know. He has moment, he has glimpses of greatness, but come on. For the most point, for the most part, he's Keystone. Remember when he first came on, he was always trying to arrest somebody and it would always be a hot mess. He True. is Keystone Cop. He's clumsy. So there's that. <laughs> um who else who who uh, Ka- Carly and Sunny didn't get dressed up this year. Um who else was there? I, I was upset that Epiphany wasn't there. I'm like where is Epiphany? She wasn't at the at the Halloween party. Um and let me just okay I'm gonna get on my soapbox for like two seconds. Oh, everybody get ready. (laughs) Let's just talk how how about when the kids got in trouble? Let's go to the storyline first. When the kids got in trouble for drinking on the harness star, right? Everybody's parents got called. Everybody's parents got called and everybody has some kind of reprimanding. Except for Trina. Where's Trina's parents? Where are Trina's parents? She just kinda you saw you saw Dev get in trouble. You saw Josh get in trouble. You saw Cameron get in trouble. Trina, the only one that we didn't see what her circumstances or consequences were. I'm like, I'm going to need to see that.
0: Oh, no. It it happened. It was just right off camera where, you know, just no. She was just. I'm not
1: having that. I'm like, (laughs) ABC, I'm going to need you to show a black family. Come on now. Y'all act like Epiphany and Trina don't have no family members. That's getting on my nerves. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean,
0: I can't think of the last time I ever saw Epiphany with uh, Milo.
1: The last time they, but Milo's a boyfriend. I'm talking about family. The last time they showed Epiphany with family members is when they first brought her on GH, and they gave her a son, and they had her, and it was for the spinoff. What was that spinoff called? They did a spinoff of Poor Charles. I was like, I was like General Hospital After Dark or whatever. I forget what it was called, but they did a spinoff. I want to say it was Poor Charles, but I know that's wrong. But they had a spinoff of it, and on the spinoff, they had Billy D. Williams playing Epiphany's boyfriend, and they had this this other guy playing her son, and they just like disappeared, and we and she, we have not seen Nary a, f- a family member since.
0: Well, the son died. He got killed because he was kind of involved with Jason and the Sonny's business.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just Billy like, D. can we just see, can we just, <laughs> somebody D. said, hashtag, where is Trina's family? Yes, we need to go on and be like, hashtag, where is Trina's family? Because that's not okay. Like, come on now, y'all. That's true. Everybody else, we see some remnants of a family, a relative, something. Even Hayden got a sister. <laughs> I'm just saying. They even they even hooked up Hayden with a sister. Can we just, like, see some family? I they ain't got to be there all the time but can we just see a mama, a daddy, or something.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for bringing it up uh, Billy D, though, because I had forgotten about him for a hot second Yeah, though.
1: he played he played Epiphany's boyfriend on mm-hmm. there. Don't Billy Dee, the which I was, like, nah, <laughs> I was like, "Now Epiphany. I was like, "Now Billy D Williams, no, he about 40 years older than Epiphany, but okay. We go we going to suspend disbelief on this one."
0: Yeah. Uh, who doesn't love Billy D? Uh, 10 second uh, tangent for a second
1: look all I, want, all I need for him to say ever if I ever meet him in real life ever all I need for him to say for me is do you want my arm to fall off that's all I need from Lady Scenes of Blues that's all I need him to say wow. and I'm good yeah, all right. <laughs> actually oops hello I actually did. I take that back. I actually did run into Billy D. Williams in a grocery store one day. Really? Was, <laughs> was he buying some Colt 45? He was in. Oh, I, no, he wasn't buying no Colt 45. <laughs> he was in that, um, that grocery store that's right across the street from the Director's Guild. Okay. I can't. I, I want to say it's Gelson's, but that's not what it is. But some, some she-she-foo-foo foo grocery store is right across the street from the Director's Guild on Sunset Boulevard. And I went in there because I wanted cherries, and I, t- I was told that that grocery store had them. It was like in the middle of winter, and I really wanted some cherries. So I went in there to get these cherries, and I was in a hurry. I was flying through these aisles and stuff, and while I was flying through the aisles, I <laughs> I almost mowed down Billy D. Williams, <laughs> trying to get to the checkout aisle, and I didn't realize who it was until he opened his mouth and talked. Like I said, I said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to mow you down." He said, "That's all right." In that voice, and I was like, "That voice sounds familiar." And then I turned back and look. I'm like, "Dang, that is Billy D. Williams." I should, I should have been like, "Can you just say, do you want my arm to fall off? Can you just say that real quick for me in the grocery store?" <laughs> that would have been, been so wrong. But anyway, I digressed. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we, as Carla mentioned, there we we do start off the week with the 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 verdict coming in. That good old good old uh, Franco is can make his own decisions.
1: Right, hold up, yeah. hold up, hold that thought once. So somebody, Marlon's like, Trina wasn't drinking. Yeah, Dave wasn't drinking either, but we still got to see his consequences continue.
0: That is absolutely correct. He uh, he he got chewed out for just assisting.
1: He got you. They said that he was going to get in trouble just for being there. I'm like, yep. okay, go on. So you were talking about the the verdict.
0: Yes. So we we get to see there. Uh, Elizabeth says, "Hey, okay, fine. You know, but before you leave town or whatever you're going to do, you got to come by and say goodbye to the family. If you mm-hmm. do that, I'll let you go. Right. And then we also see uh, Drew saying, "I give him the Heisman to Kim. Saying, "Well, you gotta, you gotta get yourself together." <laughs>
1: for that moment right there because that doll like she really thought that they were gonna walk off into the sunset and i was like in what my (laughs) in what world is that gonna happen when he sat in that courtroom and heard them say that she tried to have sex with him without his consent that tells you everything you need to know that tells you that this person is mentally unstable And what is she going to do if you decide one day you don't want to relive these memories with her as Drew? You want to bounce someplace else. I feel like he kind of used her a little bit. Don't you feel like he kind of used her a little bit? Drew? Mm. I think he unconsciously used her because she's the one that got the lawyer. She was the one supporting him through the whole trial. And then once he got what he wanted, he was like, yeah, deuces.
0: I don't know if he was using I mean, certainly that was... For somebody that is in such a weird situation, you are basically the memories of a man trapped in another person's body. Uh, so your only source of, like, kind of familiarity is this woman that you deeply loved. Mm-hmm. So I can see why it locks right onto her. Like, this is, I know this, I can I, so I can get my bearings around this. But then, of course, through the course of the trial, when he hears all this stuff about Kim, and even Julian gave him the heads up about that, it's like, Kim's different than when you when you knew her. And he gets to hear all this stuff firsthand. It does. I would.
1: I could color his. Okay. Yeah, it's like, I, all
0: right. I gotta have. I gotta take a pause for a hot sec. You gotta. You gotta figure it out. What's going on? <laughs>
1: Right. Oh, they told me that the spinoff was called Night Shift. Uh, that's
0: right. that's what night was shift. called. Yeah,
1: Night Shift. Billy Dee was in that, and he played a boyfriend.
0: And they did that <laughs> terrible storyline where Robert got cancer. I hated seeing Robert Scorpio on Scorpio that storyline.
1: Yeah, that was, they, they were <laughs> doing a lot with Night Shift. I was like, I couldn't. I could never understand. I enjoyed it, and I watched every episode of it, and I still have it in my in my Apple. TV. <laughs> I, I, yes I do. I look. Yes. I am a diehard. G- look, I watched Port Charles cuz they did have a show called Port Charles. That's true. I watched Port Charles. I watched GH and I watched Night Shift. I don't know too many people that did all that, but I did it. It's <laughs> who. What I will say is um yeah, they were I think what they were they were trying to make Night Shift a daytime not daytime, a nighttime soap opera. They were trying to like move daytime into nighttime kind of like the dynasties and all that mm-hmm. i think they were trying ex- something experimental with that and it didn't quite catch that's what i think happened
0: yeah i mean it uh it was
1: before it's time <clears throat> yeah it was
0: <laughs> uh so we we also get out of that too Where we're gonna see a couple scenes with uh scotty and sunny where scotty yeah. just comes to the boxing ring
1: i know scotty is just Scotty was on one. He's like, you owe me a favor. I'm like, dude, calm down. You are doing way too much in this moment. You're just like, like take a step back. Like It's not going to happen. And I do, I mean, I feel bad for Elizabeth because it's like how how are they going to recover from this? But maybe she'll recover with that new Nicholas that rolled Ooh. back into town. I'm just saying, like, you know, I don't
0: know. Uh, we also get to see Scotty not only have to deal with Sonny, but he also gives a, a
1: nice right hook to Kevin yes, in the courtroom, just like pow! I was like, oh, wow, really? Because apparently, remember there's this conversation that Cameron and and Jason have on the balcony at Sonny's where, you know, Cameron basically is apologizing for popping off on Jason at the courtroom, and he's like, look, you know, it didn't matter what I said. Didn't matter what you said. What mattered is what Kevin said, because Kevin, of the three of us, is the medical professional. And so, when he said what he said, that's why the decision was made the way that it was. So, you, there's nothing to be sorry about. You know, there's nothing to apologize about. But he was right. But I love how I love how they are really. Integrating Cameron into all these different adults' lives and having him have these discussions and these nice heart-to-heart conversations with all these different people because it's giving him an opportunity to flex his acting muscles in a way that we haven't seen him before. Because when they first brought him on, we were just seeing this bratty kid, right? mm mm-hmm. This bratty kid who was after Joss—that's all we knew about Cameron. He had the hots for Joss, and that was it. And so, and he was bratty. He was always getting into trouble, and that was that was his trajectory. And now we're starting to see somebody that has different. They're peeling back all the different layers of Cameron, so we're getting to see all these different emotions and personalities and sides of him that are actually quite refreshing.
0: No, it, it is. I mean, he's definitely grown on me, and uh, <laughs> for as much as. I mean, out of, probably out of all the, the teenage characters currently, he's probably the one that I enjoy watching the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jocelyn, I mean, fine, but uh, until, I, I need to see her move past the the grief with Oscar. The Oscar
1: thing. Yeah, I'm kind of like, like her having that moment about that watch. Oh, boy. I was just like, girl, get a life. But this is the thing, I... As much as it annoyed me, as much as that moment annoyed me, I understand why they put that in there because with grief, it does get to a point where you you move on and you don't even realize you're moving on. So that was the moment for her. like she had she had unconsciously started to grow and move from that moment in life by forgetting that watch and it took her three days to figure it out. So she was unconsciously moving past there, but didn't realize it. And then when she once she realized that she was moving on, she was like, oh my God, what am I doing? What's happening? Like, I understand that, but I just felt like I feel like with her, sometimes they they write it so over the top for her. I just wish it was more grounded. I just wish that those moments for her at this point are, were a little more grounded than they're coming off right now. It's interesting you know what I mean yeah
0: it is an interesting, interesting social dynamic between the four teenagers because we really kind of saw, you play, saw it played out this week is that Jocelyn is still kind of wrestling with her feelings about Oscar but Cameron's always carried a torch for Jocelyn.
1: Right. And then Dev is carrying a torch for Jocelyn and yeah. Trina is carrying a torch for Dev. I'm like, ooh, it's an interesting little dynamic. But I was like, why they make Trina so aggressive? She just like went in for the kill. I, I was appreciate like, that. I was like, wow. Okay. I know her mother in real life. I know her mom was like, okay now, uh, I know her mom was like this up on that little boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, oh no! Interesting question though for Trina, and I don't know if I've I've never encountered that uh, said it or had it said to me. It's that if somebody expresses interest in you, it's like oh no no I I, I don't like you in that way. Uh, just knowing that is it me or are you interested in somebody else? I'm like, oh, well that was all
1: right. I I know that was smart. Like right, yeah. in that moment, she shows she was a smart cookie. She's like, okay, I can get with the fact that you ain't necessarily into me, but who are you into? Like who is it? Yeah. When he tells her it's Josh. Josh. Josh is going to be a problem.
0: Do you but all right, do you feel like that she deserves an answer? I mean, it's not really it, is it any of her business to know who you like?
1: Look. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily I wouldn't necessarily say that is I wouldn't necessarily say that, but what I would say is, if somebody point blank asks you a question then they expect a point blank answer, and clearly, you know, she is shoot from the hip kind of chick. So if she's gonna if she gonna ask you, clearly she thinks that she can handle whatever that answer is gonna be, because she is not that character has not proven to be somebody that's unstable or um, reacts irrationally. So. I'm guessing that if she asks that question, she really wants to know. I mean, she's a smart cookie. Look at how she handled that whole situation with Ava at the art gallery and trying to get that job. She's not stupid. So,
0: Very true. Uh, you do get to see Cameron's uh, little bit of a disappointment when they were leaning out there as by the Haunted Star. And, and Joss is like, oh, yeah, it's all about you. It's all about you. You're such a great Friend. 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 Friend.
1: Friend. friend.
0: <laughs> I know it was like magnified.
1: Yeah. It was like echoed. Yeah, and he like, was just nah, like, ah. Nah. He was just like,
0: just kill me, no. Uh, we also get to see uh, Hot Teacher and uh, Lulu at the end uh, of the party. Playing. Yes,
1: Mary Poppins and, and um, oh God, what's the guy's name? It's with a D. I forget. Not Dick Van Dyke, but his yeah. character's name is with a D. Anywho, Chimney Dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him chimney dude. Chimney dude. That was that. That actually was a nice little costume for both of them. He looked a little awkward in his costume, though, didn't he? He looked looked uncomfortably stiff. It was weird. Like, what's happening with him? But I kind of like Lulu as Mary Poppins. Like, that was perfect yeah. for her.
0: And I feel like this is the first episode where we get a a little slice, little little peek into Derek's life when he says that line. To it's a, uh, uh, you know, life had I, I had to make certain choices. Yeah, um, he
1: he says something like. I had expectations for my life, but life had different expectations for me or something yeah. along those lines. I was like, ooh.
0: So I'm like, Dun, dun, right. dun, dun. Yes. I am like, <laughs> all right, we're teeing up something coming up. I was up. waiting
1: for the music. I'm like, ooh, okay, well, that's intriguing. Oh, and you know what else was intriguing was finding out that Cassandra was... Is turning out to be Sam's cellmate. I'm like, ooh, this is gonna be real interesting.
0: It, it was one of those that, as soon as it revealed, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, how could I forget that Cassandra? I had is-
1: forgotten about her until yep. that moment. I was like, ooh, this is gonna be good. Can't wait to see how this one plays out. Oh, yeah, and because <laughs> Sam, Sam will come for you. Sam was like, mm, you don't want. Sam basically said to her, "You don't want to mess with me. I'm not the one." Like she let her have it. I was like, oh.
0: And I already like that she pulled out like her little shiv. <laughs>
1: I'm Sam. It's like, dog, It's Sam. You really please? Mm-mm. That will do nothing. <laughs> nothing. Oh wait. And then let's talk about Lucas and Brad for a second, because I'm like, I'm gonna need Lucas to calm down because he just is is what's the word? He's just as much of a nervous wreck as Brad is, especially when it comes to. To him, thinking Brad is having an affair, but but the the part that I love about all that is that Julian is masterminding all of that. He's like he's like pulling the puppet strings, trying to get Brad. He's basically trying to get Brad distracted so that he won't have time to be doing all these other little shenanigans that he's been involved in. Do you think
0: it's that? I mean, because I feel like he wants to get he wants to cut Brad out of the equation. That.
1: Oh, he, you think that Lucas will kick, kick him to the curb?
0: I think I mean cuz I think that's the case where Julian's teeing it up in such a way to say Brad's got problems back, Brad's got problems. He's making it seem to Lucas that hey, it looks like, you know, uh, Brad's having an affair. He's got he's got flowers coming to him. He's got a uh, you know, naked Photo know, of a dude coming
1: I, to him. That was kind of extreme. I thought, oh, I'm like, oh, y'all are really going in, and my yeah. boy behind the bar is like flipping and carting, counting the cash. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's just also sinister, but it's hilarious all at the same time. And I'm just like, I feel like all of that is a disaster because once Lucas finds out that Julian is behind it, then him and Julian might be, you know, in in disrepair again. Mm-hmm. But when he finds out about that, when he finds out about how he was helping Brad to have people not find out about Wiley, like all of that stuff has the possibility of blowing up. And right now, I'm not quite sure how it's going to play out. But but I love the fact that they're like throwing all these balls up in the air and we don't know where they're going to land or how they're going to land or who's going to. Or when they hit the ground, which one is going to explode, and how it's going to affect what person? I kind of love that. Yeah,
0: yeah but Brad. I would love to know more about Julian's plan. Is it to then make Lucas say, "All right, Brad, I want a divorce." So then Brad, because if, if they go into divorce, they still have Wiley to share between the two of them. Are is Julian well, until gonna... they
1: find out Wiley really belongs to Michael?
0: True, but is the idea that Julian just wants to get Brad out and say like? hey Lucas, you know what, you should just sue for sole custody and just get Brad and just push Brad on the outs so that he doesn't have to not worry about it I'm not sure, that.
1: that's a good question I'm not sure, but that's But this is great, that they're writing it in that way where we're sitting here having this discussion going, well what about this happening or what What if this happens, like that's 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 really, really great. You know what else is great? Lay it on me, Carla. There are 50 days until Christmas. Did you know that, Frank? What? Yes, child. But if you're already feeling the holiday spirit, you don't need to wait that long. Kick off the Christmas season with the world's first Christmas con presented by That's For Entertainment on November 8th through November 10th in Edison, New Jersey, right outside of New York, my favorite place, New York City. Uh-huh there will be appearances by are you ready y'all? Let me crack my neck Chad Michael Murphy, Danica McKellar and for you Mean Girls fans Gretchen and Aaron themselves, Lacey Chabert, and Jonathan Bennett F- this will also be ginger there will also be sorry gingerbread wars and an ugly sweater contest oh i would not want to be a part of that we'll be providing we meaning afterbuzz will be providing coverage and interviews right here so make sure that you tune in and again that is november 8th through the 10th and in the meantime check out our Meaning, After Buzz TV, <laughs> Christmas 24 7 network, where we're bringing you lots of Christmas coverage, including top celebrations, tips, and holiday traditions from around the world. New shows every week, hosted by our own JLJ James Lott Jr. That's true. The super organizer in the house. <laughs> yes. And you
0: have a, a very festive holiday season. Yes. And organized as well.
1: Yes. Of course. Yes, it's a commercial. Y'all get over it. <laughs> They're like, commercial, commercial. I'm like, yes, it's a commercial. But it's a good one. It's about Christmas. Everybody loves Christmas, right? Sure. Okay, sure. I can't with you. I, I cannot. I get plenty <laughs> of lumps of coal in my stocking. I cannot. You know what else I wanted to talk about, which was a really moving moment for me, when Nicholas reveals himself to Ava, and then he kind of disappears, right? Right. Right. And then Laura comes in, and Ava's like, he was here, he was here. And, and Laura's crying, and she's all emotional. She's like, girl, you need help. Let me help you. <laughs> help yourself. And then the next thing you see, they're all at Shady Brook, and she's taking off her Cruella DeVille jewelry and everything, and they're helping her check into Shady Brook. I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. Is she going to crack up? Is somebody that has something to do with Ryan going to find out she's in Shady Brook? Is she going to break out of Shady Brook? Is the truth going to come out sooner than later about Nicholas being back? Because Hayden and um, uh, Jax have already discovered that he's back. So I'm really interested to see how all of this is going to play out and how it's ultimately going to affect Ava in the long run. Yeah,
0: I was reading a lot online about people really excited about <laughs> that. Uh, Ava had somebody there to support her, mm-hmm. another woman that could be yes. there to support, and that it was Laura with her history of dealing with mental illness. Yes, could be a be a yes person.
1: I enjoyed that as well because I think of 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 all the people that could have said that to her in that moment, I thought that Laura was a great choice for that. I thought she, I, Laura Collins was a great choice for that because she was mentally ill. She had been in Shady Brook for a while. She was there so. It was good, and it was good that she called Julian, and so that it wasn't just her taking her to Shady Brook. It was her and her brother, and I I, I peeped this, too. When they went to hug right before they took her back, the hug that she gave Julian was one of those please don't leave me here kind of hugs, as opposed to the hug she gave to Laura was like, thank you, I appreciate you, but it wasn't. It wasn't as strong and it wasn't as intense as the one she had with her brother. That Mara West, man, she acts her booty off. She's so good. <laughs> like, she she takes something that—that that hug is such a simple thing, but she took something that is so simple and made huge meaning out of it that was just—it's just bubbling under the surface. She's so good. I love her. I I really hope that they don't send her to Shady Brook and they just kind of leave her there. And, and, and Ava Jerome comes back as somebody else because I really love her playing Ava.
0: It's it'll be interesting to see what happens with her because do you can Ava be redeemed to you as a no, character?
1: No, Ava Ava is one of those characters you know. She has redeeming qualities and redeeming moments, but she will never completely be that person that's going to be a goody-two-shoes, because how boring would that be for her? Like, she just can't do it. She's proven that time and time again. It's just not in her DNA to be that person. She just can't do it.
0: But I also feel like, could part of it, whether whether she becomes like a goody-goody person, but I also feel like Ava has, I mean, and we've seen her, because she's great at it, she will deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. And never really deal with some of the realities of the things that she's done she'll always pass it off or Oh pass yeah, she's
1: one of those people that it's never her fault it's always somebody else's fault as the reason why she made the decision that she made or why she did what she did like even when she stabbed Ryan it wasn't her fault that she stabbed Ryan Ryan coerced her into stabbing him so if he hadn't coerced her then she wouldn't have stabbed him you know what I mean? It's always somebody else's fault. There's there are people in the world like that. They just annoy me when they do that. When they're just like nothing is ever their fault. It's always somebody else's issue, or it's always somebody else's reason why you did what you did. You have your own mind and your own um, thought process. So at the end of the day, you are in control of your faculties and how you choose to play them out.
0: Yeah, it's. I would. I I would actually be curious to see her confront. And you know, just to, with herself, some of the things mm-hmm. she's done—from killing Connie mm-hmm. to everything that went on with Morgan mm-hmm. to her relationship Even with, with Nicholas,
1: because with Nicholas, she said she says that she watched him get. Uh, who did she say she? Uh, Valentine killed. I think Valentine killed him. No, mm-hmm. Valentine killed him, and and he watched him, and she watched him flip off the bridge. So it's like whenever somebody flip off that bridge, you know they not really gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> remember, Ryan flipped off the bridge and he came back with one hand. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh- so yeah, I, I am excited about that. I mean, and that brings
0: up to our, to our boy. We've got a new Nicholas Casadine running around. I mean, it's this is a character that's been kind of talked about. I've mean, kept this character alive just by name checking him. You know, ever since he when uh, left the show, yeah, uh, when uh, uh, well, we had Nicholas Sabine, and then uh, Tyler Christopher before that. But you
1: know game. what was smart about the way G- General Hospital handled this young man coming in to play him? They had him do a video, and they had him post it up on Twitter about him coming in to play Nicholas Cassadine and how excited he is. And but and I thought that's really smart because they know better than anybody that the GH fans would have gone off. And I think that they were trying to, like, uh, control the narrative, so to speak, by him introducing himself as opposed to us just looking up on the TV one day and them saying the role of Nicholas Cassadine yeah. is now being played. You know what I mean? So I thought that was really smart on General Hospital on their part to, to introduce him in that fashion. It's... Uh yeah, I mean, I'm fine.
0: As much as I think people were, were would be excited to have Tyler Christopher back.
1: Somebody said, "I want a Tyler hologram." Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Adderley is like, "I want a Tyler hologram."
0: <laughs> you know, I yeah, I mean, he certainly looks the part. I and mean, we we really didn't get to see much from him performance wise this week. So I'll be really looking forward to next week to kind of see, see what his what take he on it yeah. is. Yeah,
1: because he, he this week we just saw him in a mask and in a tux, and he didn't really say anything. Did he ever talk? I don't recall him talking. Well,
0: he said his name to Ava.
1: And that was it. Yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. I yeah. was like, "Hmm,
0: okay." And I will be very curious about why cuz I mean Nick, Nicholas and Jax's relationship history is not very friendly. So, mm-hmm. what this is uh what it is that's making the two of them at least temporarily work together. A lot.
1: Oh. I don't know. That's that's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, is
0: Spencer enough? I mean, because I know. I mean, Spencer's I need for mar-
1: Spencer to show his face because it's been too long. Well,
0: you know that's coming. At I need some point. I
1: need for Spencer to show up because you know Spencer Spencer seems to be the missing piece or the missing link in this whole situation that they're dealing with. It was Spencer and Nicholas. And I think maybe Spencer knows that Nicholas is alive. You think he knows?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's because that is one heck of a thing to do to let your son think that you're dead.
1: Yeah, I think Nic- I think that uh, Spencer knows. I'll I think curious. the only person that didn't know that's related is um, Laura. And Lulu. And Lulu.
0: Yeah, that is one thing. Because I, I did like Laura saying to Ava, it's like... You know, if he was at the party, I was at that party, he would talk to me, and Laura did run into him. she
1: did saw him with the mask yeah on. and then and this is the thing that this is the thing that I caught when her and Ava are having a conversation. She's like, well, he had on a mask. Ava's like, he had on a mask and but Laura didn't catch they because in Laura's mind, well, lots of people had on masks, no, they didn't. He was the only person running around that party in a mask.
0: Yeah, I, I did like that. She says the description vague enough that Laura will not give it a moment's notice, right? Because she did have an interaction with him for a little right. bit. She If did. she'd been detailed she about what right he were. wearing, him. yeah, right. She would have been like, "Oh wait, yeah, I did bump into that guy." <laughs> she
1: bumped right into him. You know what was what else was interesting about that party was the whole um, the whole interchange between. Nina and Valentine and Sasha and Michael, like that whole situation. So there was that moment between Michael and Valentine. There was a moment with Sasha and, and Nina. And then there was a moment with the four of them together. And then after, only after Nina says, I'm going to drop the charges that four of them embrace on opposite sides of the room. And then you have Sasha and valentine locking eyes and looking at each other i wish sasha would drop him like a bad habit i wish she would just drop a dime on him so quick quick fast and in a hurry i just need for him to go down because yeah. what he did is just despicable yeah it's just despicable what he did and i hate that she keeps i'm like why are you protecting him even michael's like why are you protecting him like really like why what could you possibly stand and she was like i guess she and it's like she said I guess she feels like there was so much hurt that she brought to Nina by pretending to be her daughter for a year that all she wants is for Nina to find some type of happiness somewhere. But yeah. I don't think she's ever going to find the happiness that she seeks with Valentine, because Valentine's just a big old liar.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's, again, lying to to get out of any more responsibility for this. It's like, man, dude, that's not going to last forever. And I feel like... We've talked about it that Nina seems to be wise to that, and is, yeah, but she is really slow playing it too.
1: I know. I'm like, mm, I kind of, li- I, I cannot wait to see what the plan is revealed for her to take him down because you know she got something, and and I and maybe this whole act of her hating Sasha is part of her plan to kind of take him down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I also liked the interaction. I love that Hayden finally told Elizabeth that she has a niece. <laughs> And Elizabeth invited them to come stay. I also love how there was one episode where it opened with Finn talking to Violet. That little girl is just so cute and yummy. She is the cutest little kid. And she can act her little buns off besides being cute. I'd love to know where she came from and what her dealio is. But she's cute. And I love that he he is embracing it. And I don't know if they actually made a decision to not tell her that that's her dad.
0: Yeah, I mean, at least it hasn't happened on camera yet.
1: Yeah, but it seems like maybe Hayden and Finn have come to the uh, agreement that they're not going to tell Violet that that's her dad right now because it would be a conflict of interest in him treating her if that was the case.
0: Well, he's just kind of just there. I mean, because we have the other uh, pediatrician kind of treating here.
1: So, yeah, I love the moments that he has with her. They're so cute. Like, when he gave her the chocolate, and it was Halloween, and she couldn't trick-or-treat. I'm like, oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah, I I mean, look at him go. I mean, it's...
1: But when Anna come back, ooh, ooh, it's gonna be shenanigans. (laughs) For real. (laughs) It's gonna be off and crack-a-lack, and I cannot Wait.
0: Uh, yeah, no, that, uh, yeah, just come back, Anna, please come back. We need you. When's
1: she coming back? I she said I, something online, but they, uh, she didn't say when she was coming back, but she posted something online that I saw. I was like, I wanted to say, Fanola Hughes, where you at? Where you be? When you coming back, girl, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what's going down? Let me know. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> uh, <yeah.
0: laughs>
1: Stop laughing at me, Frank. You ain't right.
0: <laughs> so we also get to, you know, to, to circle back to a hot second for uh, Jocelyn, Sonny, and Carly, mm. and Jax. Mm. We get to do see some post uh, imbibing of what happened with Jocelyn and Cameron. Cameron has to spend the night at General Hospital with Elizabeth.
1: Wow, that was hilarious.
0: But then we do get to see a conversation, yeah, uh, right next to the toilet, because that's where you want to have the best heart to hearts. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with with Carly and Jocelyn,
1: I know. Oh my God! There was something else that happened that I wanted to talk about. Oh, oh, um, the whole situation with um, with uh, TJ telling Jordan that he wanted to ask Molly to marry him, and how she was not very happy about that news. She was like, um, "No." And But I I was like, for me, that seemed to kind of come out of nowhere, really. Did it feel like that to you? Because we don't see them that often on camera. So we see them enough, and we see them together, and we know that they've been together since high school. But for him to go from that to wanting to marry her, so Jordan was kind of—I was— there with Jordan when she was like you might want to date some other people like this is the only person you've known you don't want to like like the fact that she was encouraging her son to sow his wild oats so to speak wasn't a bad wasn't a bad move because it's like how can you be that sure she and she basically reacted the way that she did because she doesn't want him to make the same mistake that she made when she married Tommy so I mean I get it it, but I was like "Mm, okay
0: it's such a mixture of uh, a parent not wanting a child to repeat their mistakes exactly but then also it's like you but he's his own person and at their high school sweethearts can stay together forever and they can just as easily split apart too that's true there's no certain outcome for that
1: that's true and then um we see alexis passed out cold and molly finding her and taking her to the hospital and at first we think you know she just has flu symptoms but then she opens the palm of her hands and she's got these rashes on the palms of her hands and apparently on the bottom of her feet and and they're like blistery almost the way that they looked on camera so i wonder if that's that has to be as a result of that stuff that she's been drinking right
0: uh that is now before uh, before we dive further into lexus i will ask Tia and Molly. uh, um, Molly, TJ. TJ and Molly. uh, Should they get married? No.
1: No? No. I'm with Jordan. I feel like, you know, maybe he should date some other people. But it's like, who who else is left to date? Trina? (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's nobody on the show currently. So either they'd have to bring in new people Mm -hmm. or they're like, I'm going to take a trip around the world for a little bit or... I'm, yeah, I'm getting an internship I, at this hospital cross-country.
1: It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Like, is he really going to, or or is him asking her to marry him now going to be delayed as a result of what's going on with her mom?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know so, what I yeah, mean? So we do get to see Alexis Pride. And I know people were, are commenting on Twitter that Molly's spending too long outside of Alexis's house. Like, knocking on the door. Knock, 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 <laughs> I
1: know, I saw that. People were not happy. They were like, why is she, what, really? Why is she out there? I'm like, yeah, that was a lot.
0: But it's also weird to me, too, because I'm thinking, well, I mean, it's not her house, but it, she is her daughter.
1: Don't she have a key?
0: She she does have a key, and she pulled it out and she got in. But I'm also thinking, like, can't you just do that all the time? I mean, you don't have to knock to come into your mom's house,
1: do you? Well, to be fair, if her mama was up in there with some, some, some shenanigans going on, you opening the key ain't enough time for people to run or react. If you knock on the door, then that gives folk enough time to say, "Hold on, don't come in just yet." Okay, you can come in. You know what I mean?
0: That's true. I mean, it's always tough with that etiquette. What is the? uh, When do you have to start knocking on either your
1: child's home or I can your speak to that. Home? I can speak to that to that directly because my mother lives with me. So more often than not when my mother first came to live with me, she would just walk in my room. And I'm just like, you can't just walk up in here. <laughs> I'm going to need you to knock on the door. You can't just be like... Like, she oh, literally would just open Carla the door and be like, her. Carla. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ma, really? Can you just, like, knock on the door and let me know you're coming in? Like, what's up?
0: I, you know, I got to get my freak on.
1: It wasn't even that. <laughs> it's just a privacy thing. It's yes. just, you know what I mean? It's just a privacy thing. So at first, I would just, you know... At first, I would be like, "Can you knock?" And then I would be like, "I would have to." <laughs> a couple of times, I literally had to put the lock on the door because sometimes she would forget and she would just go to open the doorknob, and I had to lock it. She's, like, "Why are you locking the door?" I'm like, "Because I need for you to respect the privacy. Respect the privacy." <laughs> so now she, so now she got the hint, and now she'll always knock and she'll wait for me to respond. Before she opens the door. Now, mind you, she only going to wait for me to respond for so long. Because, you know, if, if something has gone terribly awry, she ain't just going to stand on the other side of the door forever. So yeah. there's that. But I understand that. Like, I understand just not rolling up into somebody's house. Like, nobody wants that when uh, you grown. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a lot.
0: <laughs> I, I will say one shot that I'm really tired of and I, I don't need to see anymore at all is the shot of uh, the trainer hanging out by her brother Kiefer's uh, gravesite, saying, oh, Alexis is going to get it down, watching him pour the poison and the protein.
1: Okay, when she did that the second time, I laughed out loud, because I remember when we talked about this before, you were like, who does that out in public? And when she did it, I almost called you and was like, did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? I laughed out loud. I thought about you, and I hollered. I was like, oh, man. It was pure comedy. It really was. Yeah. It was pure comedy. Oh,
0: and then we get to see the scene of uh, her trying to fool Alexis by, like, I'll take some of that, that powder as well. And then just dumping it out. And then, like, but halfway. And then coming back and then dumping the rest of it out.
1: And then, yeah, she doing too. But I'm just like, first of all, it looked like the muddy Mississippi wa- River water. I'm like, I don't know if i want going to be drinking anything that was brown. Yeah. Like, can we have like a vanilla shake or some <laughs> strawberry? Like, and if it's chocolate, does can it not be looking like muddy Mississippi water? I'm just saying. Just
0: like a bunch of poop water. <laughs> That's what it look like, Carla? Like poop water. <laughs>
1: Mm, mm. I hate you so. Much.
0: <laughs> All right, so we but then we just see like ridiculous oh, thing bless. at the at the metro court when Molly goes <laughs> over to the trainer, like sees her, goes, "Oh hey, just so you know, my mom's in the hospital, but don't worry, she's got one of the finest uh, you know doctors working on her right now." So I'm like, oh, okay. I can't. Molly just giving her
1: lots of uh, way too much information. Yeah. Yeah. She's just giving her way too much information. It's like, fool, she the one that poisoned your mama. <laughs> why are you? And you just met her. Like, why are you giving? Oh, I yeah,
0: can't. Just can't tell her, her whole life story. Just
1: why are you giving her way too much information? Like, why are you doing all that? I can't.
0: And, <laughs> and speaking of Molly too, we have, and, and I guess hopefully this is going to start heating up now that Nicholas is back. But mm. we have really seen zero progress of Molly working at all on her Casadine story. Right, like, like she a...
1: talked about it, and then it just like stopped happening. Like
0: yeah. uh, that's so, a good point. I assume she's working on it off camera. Okay, <laughs> great.
1: I hate you right now.
0: <laughs> uh, and then of course we also have uh, your boy Peter August. Uh, so happy now that the trial went. through. and way.
1: Maxie went in on him. She was like. What is she's like? Really, is this story that important? Like, what the hell? She go, <laughs> she went in on him. I was like, oh, Maxi gonna drop kick him in a minute. He better watch his step.
0: That's true. Uh, so, folks, we got a little bit of news and gossip to round up the show. AfterBuzz TV news. Now, I know you're all wondering, like, oh my gosh, you know, Michael Lee Knight looking so great with his, uh, you know, that silver fox, <laughs> the super smooth skin. Crusher there is lawyer Martin Gray like oh is this just for a few episodes and then he's going to be done well uh, nope he's going to be sticking around for longer Uh,
1: Hercules 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 I saw him leaving I was so sad I'm like no
0: (laughs) I I did like that and and you can tell I guess the days where they you know soap operas they don't have the time right right now to do the retakes we don't have time to reshoot this (laughs) but when he walks out of that courtroom and he just clunks his briefcase into the doors that swing it it's so (laughs) you know ungraceful Uh, I I'm like uh, that, if you had the time back in the day, they like, let's just do that one more time, Michael. No, they
1: don't Never. they don't nope. ever, no, not on those moving. soaps. They do, they do, oftentimes they tape the rehearsal. Yeah. They'll go, okay, let's rehearse this and we might tape it and move on. And then they always tape it and move on.
0: Yeah, it was just like conk. I'm like,
1: yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's going to be sticking around, so that's going to be great news. I, I'll Yay. be curious to see what
1: storylines he gets involved in. Mm. Ooh, who, who could he, maybe him and Ava hook up. I'd be down for that she needs somebody that's dastardly he's kind of dastardly I mean, in a yeah, different kind of way yeah I mean he's but know, in a legal kind of way that's true mm, there you go that might be a good mix for her
0: that's right like uh, legal on the streets uh, freaking the sheets uh-uh, whatever uh-uh,
1: no uh-uh. what is oh, What? you stop it I don't know
0: I'm just trying <laughs> that uh, so uh, folks that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report holy cow Wow. We, we raced right through it there. Time flies when you're having fun breaking down this ridiculous show. I know, right? As always, though, folks, like us on Facebook, give us, us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat.
1: Yes. We, we love everybody that was in the chat. It's so many of you. It's about 60 today. Holy cow. I thank know, you. Thank you right? you are your Sunday
0: with us. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, folks, if you want to stay in touch with either one of us, and mostly with Carla, because she's got lots of stuff happening. I have zero happening. <laughs> zero <laughs> happening. Sure, okay, yeah. Uh, Carla, where can they find you?
1: You can find me across all social media platforms at the Curvy Critic. You can find me and at BHL on the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata right before the GH Report on Monday nights. You can find me right back here at AfterBuzz TV doing the Dancing with the Stars After Show, and you can find me hosting the Focus Feature Harriet edition of the film Harriet on YouTube and Facebook right
0: now. And, you know, we started it with a brain fart, we ended it with one. So that was great. We kind of rounded it all out. Uh, but Carla, what about Thursday nights?
1: Oh, Thursday night Superstore, NBC.
0: Look at that. I love it. I love it. I
1: me, mean, I got nothing, guys. I told you that already. I got nothing.
0: I got nothing. Uh, but follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Uh, big thanks uh, to Josh for making us look so good and sound even better. Thank ooh, you, buddy. Ooh. Well, until next Sunday, we'll see you right back here with another episode of the GH Report right here on After Buzz TV.
1: Bye-bye.